Welcome to the Creating Salon Success Podcast, where you will find educational and inspiring interviews to help you create your dream salon. And here's your beauty salon, systemization expert, spa owner, and entrepreneur, Louisa Ashforth. Hi, I'm Louisa Ashworth, Melee Trader Academy Creating Salon Success. I'm here today with Sam, and I'm really excited. She's going to tell us all sorts about her exciting business. So thank you for joining us today, Sam. You're welcome. Thank you. So do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and sort of where you're at with things and what you do, please? Okay. So I'm Sam, I'm Samantha Humberstone and I'm a Sheffield therapist. I've been in the industry about 36 years. Wow. I know, I'm old. I've had the salon since about 2004. So I own lotions and potions and I'm a sole trader. So there's just me, there's no staff. And I've been in my current premises since about 2009. Right. So this is sort of like my, my second set of premises since I started the salon. Wow. So I know. And I have had the privilege of coming to visit and it is so lovely where you are. It's just tucked right. away. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, but okay so um, I always start with a few little icebreakers as I call them just a few questions just so we can get to know you a little bit more so what book are you currently reading whether it's uh, personal development or educational fiction whatever it is um, nothing that highbrow actually I'm (laughs) I'm reading a book called The Woodsman and it's quite a thin book and I've read it many times I love my horror Uh, so it's a horror book so it's about this woman that goes on a date and the guy gets a little bit drunk starts to get a bit frisky with her so as they're driving home she's like let me out let me out the car as women do and she stomp she stomps off again as women do and then suddenly realizes oh no i'm in the middle of the woods and it's really dark so she goes back to the car but he's drove off and it's just how these these two supernatural psychotic killers in the forest that track her down and <laughs> oh wow oh that's a bit exciting a bit intense isn't it <laughs> nothing educational nothing highbrow I'm afraid oh no that's fine we have to have a little bit of escapism don't we and uh, reading is <laughs> the best way to escape isn't it so uh, yeah step out of things a little bit sometimes yeah. so oh that sounds good okay so um who would you say inspires you whether it's a family member yourself or somebody famous I would have to say it would be my dad I lost my dad in January and I would oh. say it would be my dad he he, he was nearly 90 when he died oh. and he, he lost his mum when he was tw- uh, when he was 12 oh, he lost his dad when he was 13 oh. and in those days in the what early 40s there was no help like there is now yeah. you know and he, he didn't really have family as such so he really had to bring himself up so from the age of 14 he was knocking on doors looking for work wow um, his life he was always very he, he, he did anything and everything he traveled the country selling he did market stock literally anything and he was always looking for opportunities and he was known as a gentleman every that knew me dad always said oh he was such a nice guy he was such a true gentleman so i just oh. think i would always say my dad just because of what he did with his life and how he yeah. i mean we can't even imagine it today losing both parents at such a young age no. and there's no help for you. There's no financial help or anything. You you have to look after yourself. You know, I'd definitely say my dad. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. It sounds like a very. Um, sounds like that's where you get your determination and you know <laughs> to be in business from. We've got to seek yeah. out opportunities at every possible you know chance, haven't we? And especially yeah, obviously what yeah. we've gone through recently. Gosh, if that's oh, not the test people, then yeah, yeah. It sounds like an amazing guy. And yeah. yeah, you're right. We take it for granted now, don't we? How much help there is and yeah. you. And almost like without being rude almost like we think we're entitled to that 
that help and yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And you forget sort of back there now. Uh, I remember my brand, he was a, a window cleaner and he, you know, he was a really strong character and just, you know, yeah. just went off, did his own thing. And it is quite inspiring when you think about it because you just think, oh yeah, they were a window cleaner. Oh yeah, they did that. But actually when you look at the time as well, for them yeah. to take the plunge and, and do something self-employed or whatever. Uh, so yeah, we're very, very lucky these days, aren't we? But, yeah, aren't we? yeah, so he does sound like a very inspirational guy. So yeah. So what would you say lockdown has done with you and your business or for you and your business? Obviously it's been a really, really difficult time. Would you say that you, I mean, I'm talking a bit of a lighthearted way at the minute. Some people, have, you know, like everyone became obsessed with exercise or some sort of food and or something or other, you know. I mean, some people just obviously liked a bit too much food, which we're all paying the price for now. But, uh, you know, some people got totally into exercise, didn't they? So what, what would you say, if anything, you became obsessed with? Or Unfortunately, as, as, as probably like everybody else, exercise for the simple reason I found I'd got the time. Whereas before, you're always making an excuse, so I don't have time. For me, if you're not an, if you're not a natural gym person, then you all, you make excuses because you don't have the time. So for me, what I did is I turned my dining room into a little mini gym. Oh my! Uh, I just I just got like cheap equipment off eBay, secondhand yeah. treadmills and stuff like that. And I signed up with a, a personal trainer and I did um, online sessions. Wow. And then I went to live sessions once once we were all able to reopen. So, and that, that that started off really as a, as a personal thing for me. Um, I've always sort of struggled with my weight. And at school, I always thought I was fat. And looking back at photographs with one of my best friends, I was like, oh my, I wasn't fat. I just had... I just developed very quickly. But yeah. at the age of 12, you think you're fat. So I've always sort of struggled, struggled a bit with my weight. And then I had a couple of strokes a few years ago. Oh, gosh. Um, they found out that, they couldn't really find any reasons why, but they thought it might have been blood pressure. So since then, I've sort of been on, well, try to be on a bit of a health kick. So at the moment, I've lost five stone. I've still got a long wow. way to go. Well still got done. a long, long way to go. And yeah, for me, I'd say I would never have thought it but for me now, exercise and fitness has become an absolute part of my life. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. So in a, obviously lockdown has been horrendous for people in, in many industries, but obviously ours is one of them that um, I know I, I I spoke to someone the other day and we were talking and she was saying that like she really did struggle and sort of almost got to breaking point during lockdown because obviously your business has gone from full strength to closed overnight and it's a yeah. and then it's that transition isn't it to yeah. what do we do so you know good on you for actually finding that focus and exercise is not a bad thing to be obsessed with is it you know it sounds like you're doing amazing but at the same time you're almost you're taking it steady as well and doing it really sensibly uh, with your yeah. blood pressure and everything um yeah, so in a way, something good's come out of lockdown then for you. Yeah, and I mean, I, what I was I was concerned about with business during lockdown was obviously cash flow and that, but my concern was when we do all eventually reopen, are the clients going to be there? Because at the end of the day, there's not many women that are going to stop dyeing the hair, waxing, whatever, for 12 to 15 months. They will not do it. They will no. find other alternatives, regardless of how much they love you and how fantastic a job that you, they think that you do. If they find a way that is more cost effective, because a lot of people have lost their jobs during this lockdown, mm. you know, it's more quick. They're not going to come and find you, find somewhere to park. That was my concern is how many of those 
predominantly well, mainly women will do that and stick with it I, I think you're right and I think it has been a bit of a fear for many and I think some yeah. people have, have come out and it, they're doing really really well still and then I know that there's a few people that have ended up closing yeah. or working from home instead yeah. less yeah. overhead uh, yeah you've got to it, it has been really really difficult and it is a worry and I think um, a lot of people now are talking about multiple streams of income and realising yeah. like I mean obviously uh, you know I've got my skincare range but thank heavens I did because that really kept me going through lockdown and obviously my training yeah. and stuff like that that we were still able yeah. to do online and you have to find ways to transition but if you've only got your salon which yeah. obviously is fantastic but you know a shock to the system to have that close overnight tell us a little bit about what you did then during lockdown to uh, keep your cash flow coming in how did you manage things because obviously we're we're spoiled in our industry in some ways because there are so many avenues we can go down obviously it's knowing what to do knowing something that fits and aligns with your passions but at the same time fits and aligns with your business because otherwise you don't want to be doing I don't know someone mentioned actually the other day when I was talking so we were having a similar conversation and she said um it'd be like going into cross stitch and being a makeup artist they don't really you're not got the same target audience so no, it's about transitioning no. but keeping your audience as well and that relationship so what did you do so I like you two uh, uh Louise I've got my own um skincare range and everything like that so that that Fantastic. sort of kept ticking over a little bit and I also so bizarre I also went into a bit of um, uh, modelling as well. Oh, wow. Um, so I found, um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm 51 this year uh, and I say I'm not skinny. So I just, um, I it started off as a bit of a laugh. That's how it started off. Yeah. Um, and then it just sort of progressed a little bit from there. Yeah. Good so, for you. So what did you do then? Were you doing like some online or how did you do it? <laughs> Just a little bit online, just finding some different sites. So I did um, sort of um, lingerie, but sort of like vintage burlesque gothic type. Uh, and then a little bit of nude. So, yeah, so... Wow, uh, go <laughs> you! That is amazing! And so, yeah, like, it, it just started off as a bit of a joke amongst friends and then just sort of led a little bit from there, you know, so... Well, you've got it flaunted, and if you can get paid for it as well, then bonus. Good for you. I love that. Um, do you know what? We've got to do what we've got to do, haven't we? And do you know what? Yeah. yeah. If people want to pay, and that is amazing. Good for you. That is one thing I would never have thought of. I'm quite jealous now. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> So yeah, like you, it was just it was just looking at different things because again, got the time, you know, because I like like you, I went from working full time in a salon to not, yeah, you know, and for over thirty, that's all I've ever done, really, you know. So all of a sudden, you've got all this time that you look at other things and you see other people doing things, and also at that time, everything was online, wasn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, where where used to online with business, we do a lot of stuff online, but a lot of people weren't, you know, fifteen months Absolutely, ago, yeah, a lot of people coming online using, you know kicks and zoom and telegram that i'd never really done this before so you were meeting lots of different people from all over the world as well that was you know you think that's a good idea and and just listen to what people do and different people's ideas so you know yeah Yeah, do you know i've never really stopped actually i know that sounds silly and thought about it but yeah during lockdown we were given this amazing opportunity to like say have the time search the internet do stuff and probably hear things that you would never normally hear or investigate and look at things that you'd never normally have the time to do so yeah. yeah i suppose in a way it's been quite enlightening really hasn't it yeah 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 been quite um, different hasn't it? yeah definitely yeah. so where are you at in your salon now then what would you say has happened since we've since we've been able to reopen and, and what have you been doing so for me i got a little bit smug and i got a little bit cocky because <laughs> in a lot of the groups i'm in 
a lot of the, a lot of the salons were saying, has anybody noticed this different, this new breed of client that's coming through? Oh, where they're not showing up for appointments, they want in discounts, and I'm like, no, 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 I, I'm fine. And then it happened to me. Oh, and I now know what they mean because for the last few weeks, go for about two or three weeks, I got those type of clients inquiring that you just get the, you know what I mean, Louise, you get this gut feeling, they're not going to turn up and they're wanting discounts and, you know, my husband's got a beard, so he don't want all his face doing, I've got a small face, I'm a student, literally <laughs> everything. I just, I've only got three blackheads and I just thought, do you know what? I'm in my fifties. I've never really done offers as such. I don't want to start doing them now. Everybody, everybody's sort of struggling with money at the moment. I've got to make sure that when I go into the salon, it's viable for me to open those doors, you know? So I actually went the other way and I put my prices up. Um, I really streamlined my treatment Good list, which I've done gradually over the last few years, but I've really streamlined it. And I now insist uh, on new clients, a £10 non-refundable booking fee. Good Regardless of circumstances, that's it. I don't do the 24-hour cancellation. It's like as soon as they book it, because my tattooist, when I go and see my own my tattooist, I have to pay a 20 quid non-refundable booking fee. So I'm like, well, there's other businesses that are doing this, you know. And I was also hearing and seeing such a lot of the hospitality industry that were fully booked, but then the night they were fully booked, six, eight, 10, 12 tables not turning up. And businesses, we can't afford, when we're, when we're an appointment-based business, we can't afford that to happen. You know, we just can't. We still got our, we still got all our overheads to pay, whether the clients turn up or not. You know, you know the, the, the gas company is not interested. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't have four clients turn up today. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's and true. we have to get. I think lockdown. Um, this is just my opinion, and I know it'll differ for many people. A lot of people say it's brought out people's kindness, although it has. But I it feel has. like I've seen a lot of people's really selfishness, and it's I all have, about yeah. me. And yeah. and our people who are in our industry were very giving people. People. so we sort of just take a lot of things on the chin and yeah. I think we've got to be a little bit brutal now and really kind of just go no we deserve and um, you know people to turn up and value ourselves yeah. and too yeah. many of us are too scared in case that client doesn't turn up but then I think if they don't turn up they're not your audience anyway exactly there's, there's, I've seen lots of people say no I know but you'd lose a client I'm like but they're not a client yeah because if, they, if they're not going to turn up and, and you and you miss that appointment or they want in discounts they're not a client definitely you know, they, they'll, they'll go to anybody that offers them a discount so yeah, yeah so I put my prices up and then bizarrely for me I've always done lots of skin but I've always done lots of and lots of waxing especially intimate waxing mm -hmm. i think because i offer for, for intimate waxing i offer both the strip wax and the hot wax yes not many people do that uh so i've always done lots and lots of, of intimate waxing since i've opened i found it's the skin treatments um so like tomorrow i'm back in the salon i think i've got six facials in tomorrow so i found it's the the skin treatments that i've that overtaken the waxing uh, since we've reopened in April. Right. Uh, a little bit last year, but it's mainly been this particular lockdown since we reopened. So, yeah, so I streamlined the treatment list. I got rid of tinting. Good for um, you. Because I've, I've found and I've been hearing from lots and lots of people that people, even though they're having patch tests, they are still reacting. They're not sure if it's people that have had COVID or it's the jab or... And I just thought, Do you know what? I don't want to deal with that. It's not worth the hassle, mm. the insurance. I just don't want to go there. Yeah. Um, so I just got rid of everything and I now literally do... My skin treatments, my waxing, and my pedicure, and that is it. That's all I do now. You know. Good for you. I love the fact that you've streamlined. Um, people are shocked that 
our my salons we've stopped doing nails I've, it's never been yeah. my passion I've always been more holistic based and um obviously I've got my spa and everything and and that's where the problem I was finding was we were so busy doing nails we couldn't fit spa people in so this spa that yeah. I built is sat there kind of doing nothing because I'm so yeah. busy doing other things and for me I, I don't think nails are very profitable anyway so I don't think it's worth it sometimes uh, obviously you've got to, if you're passionate that's different um but yeah. so yeah good for you we stopped doing them um we, we've got a couple of you know like regular clients that we still do but yeah. I don't do them but generally speaking we don't do them they're not on the price list you can't book yeah. in for them and yeah. Uh, yeah you know what the salon's doing amazing and I think when you streamline and you make it more about what your passion is you're delivering a much better service not that you ever didn't but you know you're delivering yeah. a much better service and clients are buying into what you're about you know, yeah. rather than being the jack of all trades. I think it's good then because clients know what they're coming for. They're like, right, I'm going to go and see Sam because she does this and she knows what yeah. she's doing. And yeah. that's what's important, isn't it? And I again, think I think so. it's a fear thing that we dare not offer stuff in case they go somewhere else. It's, it is difficult because like, you you know, and I, I trained in the 80s and when you trained back then, you literally trained for every treatment known to man. Yeah. And they taught you everything. And I can remember my old practice, they were actually books because you did that many different treatments and then variations of all those different treatments, you know. And it, it, is, it is a bit weird when you come from that type of background to suddenly, like, streamline down to just a few treatments, you know. But yeah. it's got to be profitable. It's got to be worth your while. And what I did with my waxing is, apart from full leg and apart from the, the bikini waxes, all the waxing, they have to have with at least one other treatment. Good so somebody can't, somebody can't just come in and have an underarm wax because, it, you know, by, by the... The booking the time out and the cleaning of the, the area, you know, it's it's as long as for me to do that for an underarm as it is for Hollywood wax. Yeah. You know? Whereas what, 12, 15 quid for an underarm, whereas 35 quid for Hollywood wax, there's no comparison in, in the same amount of time. So I, I've, do, I've done that as well. I, I want I wanted it really where, apart from the bikini waxes, because they are very popular, every client that comes through my door, I know that treatment-wise, they're spending a minimum of £30. Good for you. You've got to do it. Absolutely. And I think it's a really good way to be and actually I must have said something to one of my clients she's a really regular and I've known her for absolutely years she booked in for a massage as well as her waxing and she's not been getting me each time and she went well I booked in for a massage she's because you made a comment last time and said oh I'm not doing piddly treatments anymore like the odd by that I meant odd eyebrow I mean obviously I know her well to talk to her like that yeah, yeah. but I laughed and I went what do you mean and she said well I thought I won't get in with you if I don't at least book a massage as well and then it just so happened she did get with me as well but like you say her treatment had gone from sort of like a quick 15 minutes plus you're cleaning to her whole thing was an hour and then she'd booked in for way more and it was way more profitable so I thought yeah. well actually my little sort of jokey behavior with her worked out quite well um, so yeah I think sometimes be brave and do it because yeah if they want to book they will well at the end of the day if you've only got four clients in a day and they're spending a minimum of 30 pounds and then rather rather that than six clients wanting to just spend 10 and 50 it's like well I'd rather and I, I've got my hours as well I now only open Tuesdays Fridays and Saturdays but at the moment I'm concentrating on Fridays and Saturdays you know because uh, there's other things that I'm wanting to do and I, I think as well what what clients and well not just clients probably what people and I'm sure it's like this in other industries don't understand is the cost of our PPE that we've always used way before COVID you know I've always worn aprons and masks and gloves all of a sudden the box of gloves that we normally buy are six times the amount I know. and that's just a box of gloves 
that doesn't yeah. include the mass and everything else. I'm thinking, but I can't put my prices up six times because nobody, nobody would come. Yeah. And I think that's what people don't understand is the cost. Not just that we've been closed. I know, right, I know some of us have, have help from the government, which, which I'm very grateful for because I know some countries have not had any help at all. Yeah. But even so, that constant cash flow has not been there. But the cost of a lot of our stuff, what we have always used and need to use, has risen so much. You, you've, you've got to look at, you've got to look at making sure that your treatments are viable. You know, absolutely, yeah. And I suppose it's better to wear one pair of gloves for one client for an hour than you know continually changing your gloves because, like you say, I, that was my first shock that the gloves. I was like, what? <laughs> when I found out the new prices, yeah. I did have a little cry at one point during lockdown because when I saw the prices, and I said to my other half. I actually don't know if I can afford to reopen. I was so shocked at how just all the PP just went straight through the roof. And I was like, but if I can't afford to buy this stuff, I can't do the treatment. Luckily, I'd got a friend who, who was in um, a, a global business that did PP. So I, I bought in bulk. I spent quite a lot of money, but I bought in bulk at the time. And I'm glad I did. Definitely. But even now, this, they've come down a little bit, but they're still a lot, lot higher than what we've always paid. Definitely. So. It's a bit unfair, isn't it? But we've got to do what we've got to do, I guess, and That's all it. that. So yeah. what are you doing with your other days of the week then? Have you got any other um, business ideas? Or are you still doing more modelling? Are you, what, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I think I've still got a long way to go with fitness. So I've still got about another about another four stone that I want to lose. Right. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. So I do, I go to um, three different gyms. So my passion is boxing. I love, so I go to a gym that deals with mainly boxing and kickboxing. There's some women that go, but I'm normally one of the only women in the classes, but the guys are absolutely amazing and fantastic. Yeah. Um, I go to another gym then for sort of um, the gym, the gym equipment and swimming. And then I've just joined a bodybuilding gym. So I'm looking at options within fitness, but I think once I've lost a bit more weight, I'm quite interested in going down the fitness route and sort of maybe looking at training in fitness. Uh, because I've been there by the stage I get to my target weight I will have lost probably about nine or ten stone wow so I've sort of been there I've done it um and I think with fitness at the moment the industry is inundated especially online with fitness and advice and do this do that I've learned from having lots of different personal trainers and going to lots of different gyms you've got to find out what actually works for you because it's very very different and depends where 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 sort of what you want areas you want to lose weight and things like that so that's what I'm sort of doing at the moment. I'm sort of researching what's working for me and what's working for the people. Um, and I can I can see myself going down that route, you know, uh, maybe yeah. keeping, keeping my booty side to two days a week and then maybe doing something to do with fitness two to three days a week, you know. Yeah, well, that's brilliant. Because then at least as, as well, you've you've been there, done it kind of thing. So yeah. you, um, yeah. and you've got evidence as well. So people yeah. will then be inspired yeah. by that, won't they? Because, yeah. um, and it's good because that's kind of aligning with obviously the beauty side of then looking after yeah. yourself, your health and well-being. Um, because you and I know you can put as many products on your face as you like. And as, as fantastic as products are, it, a lot of your health and well-being on your it shows on your skin doesn't it so yeah, if you're not feeling good inside then it, yeah. it's it's all on display kind of thing on your face yeah. you can look after yourself inside and your fitness is going to help That's with it. your health and well-being yeah. on your skin as well isn't yeah. it and I, I think it's important that you've got that experience as well. Like you said, I, I, I will have been there and done it. And I've got, and you can't beat experience. You just cannot Absolutely. beat it. Uh, and I'm obviously of a certain age now where I'm going through sort of hot flushes and things like that. And, you know, so again, it's little things like that. It's just life experience in general, isn't it? That just helps. 
And I think sometimes it, people look at it and think, oh, yeah, she's she's been there, she's done that. She's, she's a bit of an old boat, so I'll, uh, <laughs> I, you know. People like it, though, don't they? You know, like yeah. in, in the salon, people way more prefer if you've got that experience and life experience because they feel comfortable talking to you. They feel like you get it and you're not, you know, I mean, obviously we were all young therapists at, at some point, but um, some of my clients have said to me before, oh, I prefer it when you don't wear makeup or when you don't do this because you just want to buzz, Louisa. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's about making people feel comfortable in their skin as it's well it's and, it's and stuff, I, isn't I, it? I had a client walk in, not last year, the year before, what new client walked through the door and she went, oh, I'm so glad you're not thin and young <laughs> yeah, I'm such thanks, a way with thanks for that. Right? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, oh. I'm glad the extra cakes make you feel comfortable that I ate 10 years ago brilliant brilliant <laughs> oh, oh I love I love some of the things clients come out with their client came into my old uh, premises once and she says Louisa I've recommended someone I've told her it's not a posh salon she'll be fine and I went oh okay <laughs> she went no it's meant as a compliment that you know you're down to earth and blah blah, blah. Yeah. and I was yeah. like but you know at first like oh I can be a posh salon you know at the end of the day we're we're a working so I always say I'm a working salon you know we're busy yeah, and yeah. you know it, it's nice but you know at the end of the day it's not all about the chandeliers and stuff no 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 it is quite funny actually what what some clients it is it is quite it, it's funny but it's actually quite good sometimes what clients still say because from their point of view it makes you look at make you look at things different so yeah. I, i've got an after white product that i sell uh, and i was making quite a good profit on it so you know i didn't sell it at a ridiculous price but i had several clients said to me is it any good that sam because it's quite cheap i was like okay so i put it up i put it up <laughs> so i was making even more money on it but they seemed happier to pay more you know it's, obviously their perception weird. is it was too cheap to be effective people think so, that and you're yeah. like, I'm just trying to do right by you. And actually, it's somehow making them feel like it's not good enough. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so sometimes I think with clients, it's the it's the little things what they say that you pick up on that actually do really help you, you know. And I think that's what makes a good business, isn't it? You know, the, it's all about part of your customer service, isn't it? So rather yeah. than being offended by what your clients say, listen and think, oh, okay. And, and how yeah. can you put that into practice? Or, you know, it's like paying attention. And I yeah. think that's why my business has been so successful over the years, because I do try and listen. I mean, sometimes, don't go wrong, what they say is quite gutting and, you know, or cutting, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. it is what it is. You have to get uh, broad shoulders and take it on the chin, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you do, definitely. Yeah, yeah, but, definitely. <laughs> oh, so since we're talking skincare and products and stuff, what would you say is one skincare product or makeup that you couldn't live without? Um, I am strict with me SPF, I must admit. I Good do you. use Factor 50 all year round. I use it on my tattoos so my tattoos don't fade. Um, I don't go through that pain and amount of money for them to fade. So Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> again, I, use it, I do use my SPF all over. All year round, yeah. Definitely, yeah. It's, it's a, a good product to get into the habit of using, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, you, can't, you can have as many miracle products as you like, but you can't be SPF for anti-aging, can you? Because it's it's protecting. Yeah. So it's it's doing That's what we it. need it to do. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Fab. And okay then, so what if, obviously, hopefully we don't go through a lockdown again, but yeah. what piece of advice would you, our listeners, with about business, about the salon? Because um, obviously you've taken on quite a few different things and and you're able to put them all into practice like keeping your cash flow going and I think a lot of people will be interested in that so have you got any advice on how you'd tell somebody else to find multiple streams of income or I would say to people the best thing to do 
is look at your business, you know, and look at other people's business. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with pinching other people's ideas, Absolutely. providing you, you, you do it to your own own sort of business and put your twist on it. So look at your business and how you can like not not so much change your business, but splinter your business into different variations and things like that. But also be open and look at other things. It is very difficult. Like I said, I've I've only really, apart from when I was training, when I did, you know, waitressing and I worked on a farm, I worked behind the bars, you do supplement income when you train. I've only ever known beauty. You know, that's, that's all I've ever done. So it, what it, another, I think another reason a lot of people found it hard was because we deal with clients and we can see, we can see four clients a day, we can see 15 clients a day. All of a sudden, not only is your business taken away from you, but that social aspect of seeing clients, boom, that stopped overnight. You know, so you yeah. end up like Billy No Mate. So you literally, you, like, I'm not seeing and speaking to the amount of people I normally do. Yeah, so, it's quite lonely, won't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. So I think look at your look at your business and the way you can alter and and change and and add add on things. Also look at things you can get rid of in your business that you've got to be you've got to be you've got to put your business head on. It doesn't matter your passion, doesn't matter if you like doing something. I think you've got to put your business head on and think. Do you know what? Those treatments or those clients, whatever they are, they are not viable for my business. They're no good. I'm not really making any money from it. It's not taking me anywhere. So as well as looking at adding to your business, you've got to look at taking things away from your business as well. That is so. brilliant advice. Um, I, I completely agree. And, you know, since we've taken certain things off and it is more profitable, we've actually got more time on our hands, which in one way you're looking and think, oh, we're not very busy. But then you look at the monetary side and you think, oh, but exactly. the money's okay. So it's, it's nice not to be running around like a headless chicken. And... Not just for me, because I was fine anyway, but my staff, I, I actually think they've got a much better working day and they're not, obviously it's hot at the minute, so they are leaving hot and bothered, but yeah. they're not leaving yeah. hot and bothered or feeling flustered. They just think, okay, I'm all composed. I've had a good day. And yeah, I think it's really good advice. Take some things off if they're not viable. Yeah, um, because we, we, we can make very good money. That's another reason it's very difficult in our industry. Because I was speaking to um, somebody in the industry a few weeks ago and he was saying, He's thought about coming out of the industry for, for quite a number of years, uh, but he specialises in waxing. And he said to me, the trouble is though, Sam, where can I earn 50 quid for 15 minutes work? What other industry, unless you're something like a, a surgeon or a barrister or, you know, what other industry that I don't have to retrain in or heavily retrain in, can I earn that amount of money? And he was, he's, he's right, because yeah. I would sit like that as well, you know, and you do, you think, well, She's just been in Hollywood Wax. It's only took me 15 minutes and I've got £35. I know your overheads have got to come off that. I know that's gross. But even so, where else can you earn that amount of money? So it's Absol a bit of a catch to be in this industry. You know? It so, is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And, but I think you have to look at it then very business-like, like you said, yeah. um, because it's so easy to think, oh, I'm not doing it. Or, um, But there's so many transitions that we can do. And it's just about having confidence in doing that, though, as well, isn't it? And having faith yeah. in yourself that it will yes. work. You know, since we've stopped doing nails, honestly, we have got more of the profitable treatments and not running around like headless chickens. And the money's still there. And it means yeah. it's space to fit all the clients in as well. So, yeah. you know, as lovely as nails are, there's so many people doing them now. They're ten a penny and you've got all the other shops opening, um, you know, and they just solely do nails. And I think sometimes maybe unless it's your passion, let them focus on yeah. that and you find yeah. your niche that's going to earn you, like you say, £35 for 15 minutes work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was the same with, with nails and spray tan, uh, with gel nails. It got to the stage where... 
um, even even if you're quite quick at gel nails, there's still a certain amount of time you've got to book out for that. Yeah. And I've got salons around me. Not like I compete with salons around me, but you've you've got to be sensible. You've got to look at it from the from the public's point of view. And they're offering like gel nails for like twelve and fifteen pounds. I'm you're like. Just- that's just not worth me even doing it. No, I'm saying the same with spray tans. There were some salons offering spray tans for like eight pounds, you know. And I'm like, nah, you know, it's just not worth it. You know. Definitely. You just can't, can you? So I think, mm. you know what? Create a niche in your salon that yeah. you are known for. Become that yeah. expert and people will come to you for that treatment. And then, yeah. you know, plus you don't have to keep all the stock either, do you? You know, if you offer no. everything, you have yeah. to keep the stock for everything. And that's expensive yeah. if it's just sat on your shelf. Yeah, so. that's that's nothing that I did in, in, in the recession in 2008. The recession didn't actually hit me for a couple of years. I, whenever it was really quiet, I was still ticking along quite nicely. So what I did is I really looked at my suppliers and I searched and searched for cheap, just, just for the generic suppliers, like, you know, wax strips and couch rolls and things like that. And I really researched the suppliers. And I'm so glad I did, especially with lockdown. So it's even little things like that. Keep keep on researching your suppliers. And it's not just about the cheapest, obviously the suppliers have got to deliver and give you the goods when you need them. But, you know, it's just looking at all the little aspects of the business as well, you know. Definitely. There's a lot of parts to it. And that's why I'm always talking about with my group working on your business, because it's not just a case of doing your accounts. It is sometimes you've got to research these things. You can't just buy the first thing that comes along because you might end up paying £5 for a a box of uh, spatulas, you know, and that's not good, is it? (laughs) You know what I mean? You've got to save these. What is it? Take care of the pennies and the pounds, look after them. Themselves. Um, it. it's so true yeah. but, oh yeah. it's been so lovely speaking to you sam and you thank know it's so nice just to talk to somebody who's in the industry and who knows exactly where we're all coming from uh, thank, thank you for you. having me oh no thank problem you. Appreciate thank it. you. It thanks so much for listening i'm louisa ashford i hope you have got so much value from this podcast as always thank you so much to our guests for coming on now if you haven't already please subscribe to my popping channel and also don't forget to take a look at my youtube channel so you can see all of these exciting videos there is also the membership site louisaashworth.co.uk and of course the free facebook group where there is loads of educational material creating talent success thanks so much